we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Special vaccines. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. They turn the friggin' frogs gay. I have always liked it. I gotta be honest. All my friends are lizards. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we got a good show for you today. Uh, let's start out with some little updates. I mean, fuck, man. We got the shapeshifters out in the ring. Um, people are collecting them, trading them. Uh, everybody's kind of trying to find their mix. I actually already have my five. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, man. I, I would say never doubt the Overlord. Um, the Overlord will always provide... Uh, you don't you don't see highs without seeing some lows. Um, right now, I'm excited about uh, Friday. Uh, Friday is when we get to kind of mutate our shapeshifters, and then Sunday is uh, when those lucky ones of us are going to be able to kind of get in and uh, get our dirty, filthy little lizard hands on uh, on all that loomy hanging out inside the pool. Um, I'm excited about it. I can't wait. Um, I've got a lower tier level. Um, to some Mark Cubans, but I'm excited anyway, man. We're going to see what happens here. Um, today's guest, man. Today's guest uh, is uh, Ben Booty, I guess. Um, and uh, we're going to talk to him about his uh, his NFT that he's got going on called Mythical Beast. We were talking and we were saying that uh, um, this would be a good chance to kind of continue the discussion from last week when we were talking about um, Bigfoot and Chupacabra because I know that's kind of what your we, we kind of started it off with um, talking about rare elements and things like that and kind of just got into uh, the whole Chupacabra stuff. So um, I want to know um yeah man so first of all tell me a little bit about yourself man uh yeah i was gonna say i don't know if you want to pull um jay and crystal sure. jay gecko and is a uh, mythical beast the other one as well yeah yes you got it You'll all see right the man. coming up yeah so uh i i'm curious to know first of all uh how did you guys get involved with creeps i, I want to know that right off the bat yeah so um you know scummers um uh, scummers kind of put me on and uh all of us are kind of in a, an alpha group together and it kind of took off from there yeah we got we got a whitelist from the alpha group didn't we yeah i love that bro look good get in early so tell me what's your strategy what are, what are you guys doing how are you guys playing the game um Go on. so um uh, what i'm doing right now uh I just cashed, liquidated most of my creeps for 17 and a half ETH, and I'm buying up a bunch of Lumi uh, before the next uh, drop here. And then I was thinking about copping some shapeshifters off the floor, and then I'm going to ride that back in. Crazy, man. That is a, that is a huge Ain't no shame in selling, bro. Not for that profit. No, no, definitely not. Creeps has uh, changed my life so far, so... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's one of those projects, isn't it, that you always want to hold hold on to one, at yeah. least. What's your strategy, Lord Lord? Oh man, uh, mine is to kind of uh, get a hold of as much Lumi as I can. Um, I messed up and I didn't stake one of them right away. I only staked one, so I'm a little bit behind. 
Um, cool. So I'm kind of playing a little bit of catch up there. Uh, but I am trying to take advantage of some of these deals that they have uh, going on right now. Like I would love to beef up my armory a little bit. Um, my goal, personally, my goal would be to be able to yield uh, 50,000 Lumi a day. Uh, and then I would feel I would feel confident and comfortable and being able to uh, retire from my normal job and, uh, and, and kind of pursue this full time. So, you just sound small then. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so what? Yeah. Actually, what I did is uh, I've got enough for my my shapeshifters or enough shapeshifters for a mega, and um, I'm hoping that mega is going to kind of advance me a little bit. Um, we're going to find out, man. I'm I'm stoked about it though. Um, but awesome, man. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about what you guys have going on. Um, the way that we kind of do it is we'll we'll talk about your project for a little bit, and then we're going to jump right into the the conspiracy stuff. And I know that I wanted to talk about Mythical Beast, uh, but you hit me up like ten minutes before and say you really want to talk about MK Ultra, <laughs> and so I'm all about that. Um, but let's first talk about uh, let's first talk about your project. Tell me about what you. It's an interesting project, by the way, um, and that's why I had wanted to cover the the Mythical Beast. Um, but yeah, man, tell me tell me a little bit about what you have going on. Yeah, it's strange how it um, it came about, really. Um, we started off with just the basilisks. And, you know, it was sort of going off the, the Harry Potter vibe. But then we, like, started digging more into, you know, mythical beasts. And um, we've got, like, we've now got different collections in there. So we've got griffins and chimeras. And uh, an area that I work in in real life is, is with mental health. And um, a lot of this stuff that you get from these, historical mythical beings are to do with that kind of thing so a lot of the stuff's about internal conflict and the decisions that people have to make when they look at the future mints will sort of tie into that um we don't want to give too much away just yet but we have just released the white paper so if people do a bit of digging they'll find out the the core concepts in it now, as I understood it, uh, th- there's a lot of like mathematical kind of equations going in here as it comes to and relates to kind of the ecosystem. Um, did I yeah. get that correctly? And can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically, with the the tokenomics, we wanted to create something a little bit different to what you normally get. Um, obviously, with creeps, you've you know you've smashed it out of the park. But with a lot of projects that you see the tokenomics that people implement, um, they're sort of done on an ad hoc basis. So you'll get um, them dropping a token and then they'll just be adding a bit of utility every now and again. So what we've done is we've created the token, um, basically calculated each aspect of utility, aligned it with a passive staking mechanism, and we've planned about five years ahead. So we've operated under the principle of a balance sheet. So we can basically change the tokenomics as we go along to make sure that it's deflationary and it sustains its value cool man um so what size is this project going to be how many are you looking at um uh putting out uh yeah man so it's uh, 8,888 um, and then <laughs> yeah but basically we, we had the thought of making it smaller um but i mean our whole sort of ethos is inclusivity so to get as many people in at a, a, like a low entry price as possible um, and then give them access to all the things, you know, that everyone else has access to. We're not, we're not about shutting people out. We want to let people in. And that's the reason as well why we're, 
the new collection when we have obviously the first collection is Basilisk and then the new collection which they'll be able to mint for free um, through the passively earned uh, myth token is the Griffins and Chimeras and what will happen is they can use that token to get a mythical portion um, a Miasma or Aether and, it, and that relates to a light or dark portion and depending on which one you get which will be random um, that will determine wh- whether you get a Griffin or a Chimera and that's completely free Amazing. So, um, what? When are you guys looking at releasing that? Uh, not until mid-February. So, I used to work as a project manager, so like, it's not in my nature to do things quickly. But um, yeah, we've got things planned out really nicely. Um, it's going smoothly, nice and steady, organic growth. So, yeah, we're happy with the way things are going. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, man. So, where can people? Uh, well. So it's coming out with what what is the mint price on that? Uh it's not point not six six. Okay. So with ETH being nice and low, although it has made a bit of a recovery. It's uh it's a nice little entry price. Very good, man. Um so people want to find out more about that, that portion. Um where do they go to find you for that? Yeah, so they can just find us uh, on Twitter at MythBeasts NFT. Obviously, you just tweet it out, haven't you? Um, and that's got us tagged in. So you know, come and pop in the Discord, say hello. We're uh, we're happy to have you in. Awesome, man. Is there anything else you wanted to add about your your project portion of that? Yeah, so obviously we've discussed the mythical base side of things, but um, actually our core utility is the Alpha DAO. Um, so basically, obviously the NFT space is known for influencers you know having all the information and you know when they say something the project pumps that's what usually happens so what we're doing is um because i work in a research background we're leveraging that and we're creating um like a hub of information based on nft benchmarks and that's a model that will be provided back to members on a daily basis pretty much um they've already benefited from some of this alpha um, and some of it was to do with creeps actually um, in terms of buying Lumi and then buying the reptilian armory and if they did that they would have made about a 3f profit so that's awesome man um, I love it dude uh, I, I love it sounds like you guys have a, a, a lot going on um, I love always uh, being able to support fellow creeps uh, who are um, doing something unique, whether it's music or starting a project. Um, but my favorite thing to yeah. do is to talk, uh, conspiracies. Um, uh, so what I wanted to do, what, what my plan was, was to talk about like Bigfoot, um, and, and things like that. But you wanted to discuss MK ultra. So I want to know what is it that you know about MK ultra? Why are you so eager to to talk about it? And have you had any? Uh, when I do MK Ultra, the first Google search comes MK Ultra Strain, and it looks mega. Um, but w- have you had any experiences with MK Ultra? Are you an agent? What what's what do you got going on? <laughs> yeah, Ben's actually undercover at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I work in psychology, like in my real life job. So like that's the first thing that. Um, was most interesting to me. Um, have you heard of it before? Oh, of MK course, Ultra. of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think it's an interesting topic to, to discuss. I mean, it's not really a conspiracy because it's like it's been 
proven to be true. Yeah. You know, um, been, uh, yeah. I mean, just a little backup. You think they're still doing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, just as a, as a little backup for those who don't know, it was a, a code name of an illegal human experiment program um, that was designed by the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, it was kind of uh, the, the intended to develop procedures and identify drugs such as LSD that could be used in interrogations to like uh, weaken them or brainwash them or psychologically torture them. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it was mixed with uh, uh, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, uh, verbal and sometimes even sexual abuse. Um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was a true drug experience. The Project Bluebird and, and Project Artichoke, and it began in 1953. Um, yeah, man. yeah, to be honest, when you, I was going to say, when you read about it, like a lot of the, the first layer that you get is like fairly PG, but when you like really dig into it, the things that the guy did, one of the projects, there's around 68 projects that were involved in this CIA funded program. And this guy, Dr. Cameron, um, he, basically, he was the director of um, the American Psychiatry Association and he was the director of a treatment center as well. So he was basically, you know, orchestrating the whole thing. And they had hundreds and hundreds of patients going through and typically he'd put them into a, a coma, but he'd call it sleep therapy, you know, to make it sound like it was normal. And then what he'd do is wake them up sort of mid-coma and then he'd give them uh, like ECT electro shocks, um, and normally with I say normally with ECT, like it'd be a lot lower voltage, but he'd give them around forty times more intense voltage. Um, he said his aim was to cause disorientation and confusion via massive and pervasive memory disturbance. Basically, he just wanted to, you know, royally royally fuck them pretty much, um, just to see what happened. And I mean even in his uh, some of the stuff that he published, he said, after we've done it, these patients probably won't be able to walk without support. They won't be able to feed themselves and they'll be incontinent. So he knew what he was doing, you know, before he even started. Um, and after that, you know, there were several other stages when, when you were saying they mixed the drugs and stuff, that only came at like the latter stage. Um, but once they were like physically debilitated, that's when he started mentally sort of messing with them as well. Um, and he'd put them in sensory deprivation. Um, one of the patients who got uh, compensation from the Canadian government, she was in um, sensory deprivation for around 100 days. Uh, and what they do is they basically, you know, give them like tranquilizer and whatever, and then they give them stimulants straight after, and then they um, expose them to things like negative messages for around 16 hours a day you know, for that 100-day period. And then what they do after that is they play things that they'd want them to be. So, in essence, they want them to change their personality traits and things like that. And that's when the hallucinogenics and the, the psychedelics came in. Um, and obviously his aim was to get rid of unwanted behavior, apparently. Um, and, yeah, he, that one who was kept in for 101 days... Um, he, he concluded in the article that there was no favorable results. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so did so. Let me ask you this: Did anybody get any favorable results out of that? 
Um, and also how unethical no. was it and whatever happened to the dude, uh, that, that you were talking about the doctor that was kind of overseeing it all. You know, I don't actually know what happened to Cameron. I was like, he was one of 68 different projects that were going on at the time. This is literally one that I'm talking about. Um, so there was obviously like thousands and thousands of patients involved in this entire thing. Um, all funded by the CIA. Um, and, and, and that's the whole program of the 68 different projects. That's what was called um, MK Ultra, And um, obviously that was just a code name for basically trying to like brainwash and, and restructure people's personalities, none of which worked. The only way they found out about it was, even though the CIA destroyed a lot of documents um, in 1973, someone basically did a, a freedom of information request on the financials. And that's when they, they linked all the, the different drugs and stuff and the different payments to um, people like that, Dr. Cameron. Um, and that's how they found out. Wow, man. I'm curious to know and to see kind of if you know, uh, how, do you know how it was able to span from the U.S. all the way into Canada? Because it would seem odd to me that the CIA would be able to run experiments in Canadian territory. Well, they were doing it for for years. They were basically um, secretly drugging people for years and years before that, even like not as part of that program, just in the general public. Um I mean, if you think if you've got like people who are directors of treatment centers and you've got the CIA saying we'll fund you for all this research and back then in like the 1950s, 1970s, you know, there wasn't any like real understanding of mental illness and mental health. So it was, it was almost a case of anything goes. That's amazing, man. And so you being a, a, a psychology dude, uh, tell me what kind of ethics and things does that, does that break or <laughs> like what, what, what happens there? Uh, pretty much breaks all of them. To be honest, I haven't really looked into the side of like where he's asked for, you know, permission and stuff like that. But I'm guessing the, the, the things that were in the, um, like the consent sheet or whatever, um, I'm guessing they weren't what he was actually doing. Uh, I mean, no one had signed up to that shit. I know that for sure. Um, so, yeah, and and obviously the the Canadian government's paid out compensation to like hundreds of people so far, I think. But it did say that um, there was uh, there was still like hundreds or even thousands of people who have got still gone without compensation. So um, it obviously shows you how far it spans across both the US and Canada. I don't think. We'll ever really know how far it went because a lot of the records were destroyed. Um, and th as I said, the only reason we found out really was from the financials. Yeah, like that's just the stuff we know about. <laughs> like, oh shit. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm seeing here, uh, it says experiments on Canadians. Uh, the CIA exported exported experiments to Canada when they recruited British psychiatrist Donald Ewan Cameron creator of the psychic yeah. driving concept, which the CIA found interesting. <laughs> um, and he had been hoping to correct schizophrenia uh, by erasing memories and reprogramming the psyche. Jesus Christ. Uh, he commuted from Albany, New York to Montreal every week uh, to work at the Allen Memorial Institute of McGill University. 
And, uh, and I guess is where the finances come in. Uh, it says that he was paid $69,000 from 1957 to 1964, um, which is about $579,000 in 2021 adjusted for inflation to carry out these, uh, these experiments. Um, wow. And it was sent, uh, the, so the research funds were actually sent to Cameron by a CIA front organization, the society for investigation of human ecology. That is some scary fucking shit, yeah. bro. To think that the CIA creates its own, um, shell companies to do these types of, uh, uh, deeds. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll still happen now as well. Like oh, yeah. in loads of different stuff. I mean, I can't imagine it's likely that, something like that would happen now but it's not beyond the realms that you know in 50 years time we'll look back and say you know, what like what the fuck were they doing then with this experiment could yeah. you imagine what would have happened if they got the results that they desired <laughs> like if, shit, if, they yeah. found, if they found that that actually worked or they thought it worked like they would have started rolling it out on everybody well I know. mean the fact that it went on for so long as well that's 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 the more worrying thing. It's like twenty years or something. Yeah, I mean that's a really long time to keep such a, a crazy project. Um, I wonder if there were any hippies that were like free drugs. I'm in. You know what I mean? Because I I, could, <laughs> I would probably get roped into something like that myself to be like, oh, did you say free LSD? I mean, maybe you know. Yeah, just just after we've put you in a coma, you know, in electric. It'll shock yeah, you. That's the part that I don't yeah, think they, I'd like well, too much. Right? Um, you know, playing your tapes for 16 hours a day telling you that, you that your whole family hates you. But yeah, apart from that, free drugs. Yeah, man. But it looks like uh, it looks like after they found that information out, there, a lot of people sued uh, the CIA, which is crazy. I, and I wonder, um, I wonder how many lawsuits there have been against the CIA. Um, that have won. And it also says here that there were secret detention camps in uh, areas under American control in the 50s uh, in Europe and Asia, um, as well as Japan, Germany, and the Philippines, that they created a secret detention center so that the U.S. could avoid criminal prosecution. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the, the CIA is a scary motherfucker, isn't it? Like, I mean, that is some scary shit. Yeah, it's said... Um uh, I was just going to say, like, I wonder what kept those people silent for so long. Like, cause they waited, you know, until that stuff came out to sue. So, like, I wonder if they were threatened at all or anything like that. Like, I would be very interested to to be, like, on the it's, jury. It's the here. same principle even, like, nowadays when you see, you know, like, a certain, like, as an individual, you're less likely to do something. But in, like, a group culture, you're more likely to step forward if you know what I mean, and that you, you get that in things like rape cases. And, you know, we've seen that with the likes of Epstein and, you know, things like that. It's only when a couple of people come forward that the rest of them sort of follow suit. Well, yeah, I mean, you probably also got to wonder is like, damn, dude, am I crazy? Like, did I imagine that that happened? Did I think that that happened? Like, yeah. um, so much, so, so much uh, inner turmoil of like questioning yourself and your sanity. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and especially if like they did actually sign up to it, you know, you'd be you'd be like kicking yourself, you wouldn't you? You'd be thinking, "Fuck me, I am stupid." For sure, man. And it says here, just like you, just like you called it, man. You're very knowledgeable about it. It said, 
1973, amid a government-wide panic caused by Watergate, CIA Director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files to be destroyed. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So most of the most of those were destroyed, but uh, a cache of 20,000 20, documents survived the purge um, and had been incorrectly stored in, in a financial records building. And then somebody uh, somebody followed up with a FOIA request, um, Freedom of Information Act request, and uh, they were fully investigating during the hearings of 1977. I wonder if we could find those Senate hearings. I would love to, like, uh, listen in on those and be like, well, you know, find out what it is that they're saying in that, you know? Yeah. yeah would, uh, could you imagine just coming across them documents one day? Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like the request of Freedom of Information Act, just not really knowing what it is, and then like that comes out, like holy fuck, Doctor Cameron, Doctor Cameron, what, what have you been doing? <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, drugs. Um, so uh, yeah, dude, it says uh, it says like it, it goes on and says a lot, but they were doing definitely LSD and mescaline, um, and uh, it says. President Gerald Ford in 76 issued the first executive order on intelligent activities, which, among other things, prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects, um, except yeah, with the informed well. consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party uh, of, of each such human subject. Bro, could you imagine how hard would it be for the CIA to be like, uh, sign this uh, and just have some other person in the room? Um, and, and, you know, you don't have a choice against it. I mean, how many, how many times have they forced somebody, uh, to get into programs like this? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that those people didn't really know what they were signing up for. It's like the, the Tuskegee experiments that they did where they infected all those people with syphilis. I'm, those people had no idea what they were signing up for. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that those things are why people are so weary today to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm down to take this vaccination. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that are super against it um, just for the fact that, uh, that, you know, these these things have existed where, where the government has put things inside of substances and, and um, given them to people. And it's kind of a it's kind of a hard thing to trust. Um, but, yeah, man, there's also a. Uh, there's a documentary on it uh, on the CBC, uh, the Fifth Estate. They they uh, they um, they documented kind of some of the stuff going on. So if anybody wanted to um, do some further research on that, uh, they could do it there. And it looks like there was even some deaths because of it. Uh, I wonder if this is the guy that actually jumped out of the uh, the window, and that's where that story comes from. You know, that that yeah, that guy. Um, they basically drugged him, didn't they? Um, I don't know if this is the same person I'm talking about, but this is when they were like drugging the public. Um, and he was part of the military, I think. You think he was like a general or something. And obviously, I think they, they drugged the wrong guy. And there was like massive uproar because he was on LSD or something. They'd been drugged unknowingly and he just jumped out the window and died. And then there was. Uh, yeah, there's went. a Netflix documentary about that. Uh, what is that? What is that Netflix documentary? You're right. And they, uh, and they had a hell of a time trying, the family was trying to figure out like, Hey, my dad wouldn't commit suicide. Uh, let's see here. Netflix yeah. doc, uh, about, um, what are we talking about here? MK ultra, uh, LSD. 
Let's see what they say. Wormwood. That is the name of it, man. Is a, It's from 2017. It's a six-part docudrama miniseries directed by Errol Morris and released on Netflix um, based on the life of scientist Frank Olson, who worked for a secret government biological warfare program uh, at Fort Detrick, mm-hmm. Maryland. Uh, wow, bro. They'll even fuck with their own people, huh? Just uh, any, any, it, right, dude? That's crazy. It's like uh, anybody, anybody willing to... Uh, Anybody, anybody willing to, to be a part of it gets a piece of it, you know? Um, that's crazy. Yeah, man. that's the thing, isn't it? If anyone steps out of line or, like, the, you know, the central agency, like, fears that someone might speak out, game over in it. I've seen the, uh, it's like, they, I don't, they just did not care back then, like, or maybe they don't still, but uh, have you seen, like, the videos of, like, they've got the, set off the atomic bomb and they got all the troops in the trenches and then they have them get up and like go into the, the area afterwards. They knew damn well, like that, that was a really radioactive area and they just sent like a whole like regiment of troops in there. Have you guys seen those videos? No, I, no, I have not. Oh, shit. All right. I'll find the video. And I'll, I'll send it to you on Twitter. It's pretty wild, but yeah, we can go back to it, but it's, it's along the same line. Yeah. I think our YouTubes are very I different. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to know what's on Jay's YouTube. <laughs> Go on, you were saying, buddy. I'm sorry. No, you're all good. I, I was finished. I was just saying, like, that that's that's common for them to, like, do stuff back then like that. It's, it's insane. Yeah, um, when you were when speaking about the uh, this vaccine, I was all, like, I'm almost under the, like, the impression that because it's so open and that, like, the public's, like, you can literally find out information about this vaccine more than any other vaccine that's been in existence. And, like, for that reason, I'm more confident in this vaccine than I am in any other vaccine. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I suppose. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have my own, uh, I mean, I've gotten the jab, but I have my own uh um concerns about like a third one but i already did the thing you know what i mean like i already did that thing that you told me to do um why are we doing this again um and i even did it when it wasn't uh you know it it wasn't approved by the fda or anything like that so um yeah i don't know man um you know personal trade are you getting the third one are you uh are are you do you guys have to get jabbed all the time out there in the uh across the pond we've had two and then uh booster um, but yeah, I'd like just for the fact that like this has been constantly like all the funding's been thrown in it, and there's been a lot of um, objective parties, you know, writing their own pieces on their own blogs and whatever else. And um, rather than it just coming from like a government-funded entity giving their opinion about it, I think because it's had so much scrutiny it's, and it's been the spotlight, I'd trust it much more than I would than a vaccine that's been developed, you know, over a period of years, basically under um, government instruction and like guidance, because the reason why it's been done so quickly is because the funding has been thrown at it. And, you know, existing vaccines take so long because they notoriously find it difficult to get the funding. And that's why they have to keep reapplying and reapplying until they get the vaccine right. Whereas this one, They've just had it thrown at them, um, so they can basically do it a lot quicker, test it a lot quicker, you know, refine it. Awesome, bro. I, yeah, in, I'm in the same position as you. I've had I've had the first two, and then I'm kind of like I'm due my third one, but I'm like, well, I've already had two, 
and you told me like two is enough to be safe. So like, why do I need another kind of thing? Um, <laughs> also, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, if you get a third one, then I'm, you know, I'm going to need a fourth one and a fifth one. And then like, you know, and then the more and more things that are coming out, the safer and safer it's sounding. So like at first it was like everybody was panicking. Um, it was like rushing to get the vaccine and now it's coming out, it's safe. And then also in the UK, we've got this thing going on at the minute where it's come out that uh, Boris Johnson, who's um, prime minister, he's basically been like, it's coming out, he's been attending like loads of parties and stuff while he was telling everybody nice. to stay at home last year. Maybe so, yeah, he every day, I think today, literally on the news today, he's already been like um, found out for going to two or three parties and it's come out that he's, he's attended another one. That's so, like, no news. That's what we talk about in yeah, the UK. But, so like, it, it makes me think like how bad is is it when he's going out partying but he's telling everybody to stay at home? Yeah. Yeah, That's man, that guy's a straight like up my, fucking madman too. I mean, he got it. We all thought he was going to be on the deathbed. You know what I mean? He knew, yeah, he knew he died. Yeah. Well, um, so check it out. This is my, uh, this is one of my favorite parts. I like to bring up members from the audience and, uh, ask them if they think that this is conspiracy or cap. Um, so was MK ultra, uh, a true conspiracy or a bunch of people just complaining about getting free drugs and wanting you to get a free ride and <laughs> sue the CIA. Um, I want to hear your take on it. Um, it looks like blue crypt three, uh, is on here. I'm going to invite blue crypt three up to speak. Let's see. Let's get his take on it. Blue crypt three. What's up, my man? What's up? So conspiracy or cap, bro. You think, uh, MK ultra was a real conspiracy or people just complaining about Heck getting yeah. free drugs? Nah, I think it really happened. Cause, um, and I'll, I was, pro if I'm not mistaken, didn't they do that to some of the prisoners back in the day when they were on that one prison, what is it called? That's in the middle of the ocean. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Didn't they? Because they practice on some of them too to get their uh, sentences reduced. Because one of my favorite gangsters, um, damn it. Man, I'm drawing a blank. The guy that Johnny Depp played. Oh, the, 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 the drug dealer. Yeah. The, dr the pilot. The, the bank robber. The bank robber. No, not the bank robbing one. Oh, Whitey Bulger. Brian, yeah, there you go. Whitey Bolger. Whitey Bolger. So supposedly he was part of that. That's how he got out of prison so early and shit. So I believe in it 110%. Well, look, it man, no he's experience. fine and he got a reduced sentence. So, you know, you got to you gotta look at the pros and the cons here. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had a movie made about him. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. No, it was a real thing, but cause it also didn't they try doing stuff like methamphetamines and all that stuff? To help soldiers as well like so why wouldn't the whole mk mind control thing be a actual legit thing yeah man i hear you uh i i fully believe it was a legit thing um you know i it, it's true it's been documented there's twenty thousand fucking documents about it uh covering it um so so i get your take blue crip where do we follow you on twitter oh same as my name i actually just started one Oh really? Uh, uh, yeah. So you got you got blue crip. I I, I I guess you don't like the bloods. There's no su woo for you, right? No, 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 God, no, no. It's supposed to be for uh, blue collared crypto because I'm actually about this upcoming year. I'm gonna start doing TikTok and YouTube and stuff, all that to help all of us blue collared workers out. 
Oh, I thought you were gangbanging out here. All right, man. Heck no, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm the whitest boy you'll ever meet, dude. <laughs> right on, buddy. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. I'm going to bring somebody else up, all right? Stand four. You got it, buddy. Thank you. All right. So next we got up uh, Chainsauce, Rang Gang. Big bad Chainsauce. You've been invited to speak, homie. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just kind of touching base back on – um, I guess what we have going on here, I guess you have, uh, you know, just a little bit of everything in conspiracy theory. So what, uh, Laura Lord, um, where are you at with MK ultra? Oh, bro. Uh, I, I do think it was a real thing. Um, but I, I mean, anytime the government is giving out free drugs, you know what I mean? I, I think you're going to get some takers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. 100% agree. Um, what do you think about uh, uh, Project, uh, I think it was uh, Bluebird? I think it was Bluebird. I think it was. Um, let me let me see here. Um, Blue Beam, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, my bro. apologies. Yeah. Um, NASA's uh, attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its, uh, at its head and start a new world order via technology simulated second, the second coming. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in for MK ultra mixed with blue beam. Um, me personally, the way that I'm looking at all this is MK ultra. Absolutely. Um, I believe in, um, I see 110% factual evidence of it all the time, but I'm wondering, you know, where, like, and this is, this is more than just, I guess the, the five of us up here, but where does everybody see that going in what direction? Like, I'd be curious to find out what people see, like in what, in what direction is MK ultra headed in, in you know, t- to be more, I guess, uh, you know, more appropriate. So I, you mean, where I'm, is it I'm, headed I'm, I'm today? Curious. You're asking where, where I yeah. think it's headed today. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I'd have to think about that. I mean, because it's not like that the government's just going to, I mean, they're going to say that they stopped it. Right. But there's got to be some other, um, some other use in it. So I'm going to go for truth serums. Um, I'm going to think that they still doing that. And, uh, I also, there was also, um, there was also something that came out through a freedom of information act recently, I believe that talked about these dudes trying to like access or channel, uh, inter inter dimensional beings through meditation. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, uh, but it is a, a true document, a living document that exists. Um, so I would imagine that that's kind of where they, they would go with it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I've heard the, the talkings of the guy that went out to, um, Mars. Like he was, I know this sounds, it's just, it all sounds crazy. Like when you say it out loud, but like, if you think about it, you're just like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what's possible for, for, I know it's possible for me as a, as a, as a person. I know what I've experienced anyway. So I don't know what's necessarily possible for me, but I know, you know, what I know is, is just purely for me. Um, but for anybody else, who knows what, uh, you know, what, what powers we can unlock within ourselves. But, uh, the one guy was talking about, um, being able to travel to, he traveled to Mars. Um, you know, he, you know, he was talking about being, um, you know, dealing with the, uh, the beings on Mars and it wasn't like, 
it wasn't like a, a regular, like, you know, we have clothes on here. It was more like a silver, silky, um, kind of a relaxed, uh, like, um, 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 garb, but that, that type of stuff right there, like the, the, the thought of being able to actually travel interdimensionally like that and not have to, you know, you can leave your body in a spiritual sense and travel. That is so mind blowing to me. I mean, it just makes sense. Like, I don't know if anybody else has had these dreams. Like you have that dream where it's like, you're flying. Like I had a dream so real, like I'm flying above everything. And it was just like the realest of the reals. And you have that dream where you're like, you have that sudden sinking feeling or that drop, like that floor drops out from under you. And it was just like, I was floating and flying over, uh, you know, over trees, over, over land. And it was just like, I was traversing the world and to have to, to deny somebody, you know, to say that that happened to them. I don't know. I'd feel, I'd feel like that isn't actually like, okay. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just the world's nuts, man. Who knows what happened? The world's nuts. Uh, your feelings are valid. Uh, you know, it, it, it might have happened to you, and, and nobody here is going to be brave enough to deny it. Um, you come onto this stage, and I'm going to believe it. Wh- whatever you tell me, man. You were abducted by aliens. Um, I'm going to believe you, too. So um, I'm going to have to check out this guy on Mars. I'm excited to go down that rabbit hole. Um, thank you so much for bringing that, that up. I have some research to do on that subject. Um, where do people follow you on Twitter? Crypto S P zero T crypto spot crypto spot homie. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate you. Love you guys. Thank you. You bet. All right. So next up, we're going to have a legend here. Chief Neckbone lizard wearing the Donald Trump. Uh, how has that guy not had any uh, conspiracies revolving around him? Um, I want to, I, I want to figure that out. What's going on chief Neckbone? What's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing, man? Doing excellent, bro. So, MK Ultra, conspiracy or cap? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, obviously, with the record from documentation that happened, but you know, a willing test subject, you know, that said something else. But it depends on what you're willing to put your body through. It's always important to read the contract, right? Chief Neckbone, d- uh, down for the victim blaming. Um, but yeah man it's it's definitely something to take in consideration because something did occur um and also just how uh penicillin uh, penicillin was created that was created with mustard gas if anybody remembers but how good is mustard though man i put mustard on a lot of things i love mustard on my burgers i love mustard on my chili dogs you know but obviously, obviously very bad because it gets you heartburn, you know? <laughs> that's that's a, things to your body. <laughs> there's the mustard conspiracy right there, bro. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. So you so you believe it's conspiracy. I think that uh, there's overwhelming evidence that this is uh that this is conspiracy, man. It was a it was a true legit thing that happened. Um awesome, bro. Is uh where do people follow you on Twitter on Twitter, Chief? Uh, say chief, S A I underscore chief, man. Um, much love to everybody too. Appreciate you, Lord. Say chief, bro. I appreciate you, brother. Um, let's see what we got here, man. Um, where do uh, to to my guys in the in the mythical beast, man? Where do where do we tell us again where we follow you on Twitter? Uh, we are at Myth Beast on Twitter. 
at MythBeast yep. on Twitter. They got their project releasing in February. Um, you can join their Discord, follow them around. Um, they're 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 into the mythical creatures. Uh, very cool dudes. Very happy to have had you on. Um, make sure to follow CB Creeps on Twitter. Follow me, Lord Lord NFT. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, I'm looking forward to Friday when we get to uh, mutate uh, our shapeshifters into the Megas, and then we get to get into that vault and steal that sweet, sweet Lumi. Everyone have a wonderful night, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Malaysian flights Fluidation Trump Ukraine